and center and go. Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I am Gemma. I am Chippy. <laughs> and, oh. and center and go. So Chippy is itching, itching, itching. Literally, I have my finger in my ear at the time. Um, go on, Chippy, off you go. What would you like to say? Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, we were just chatting about what we were going to talk about. And there's a very big silence, absence from Gemma about what she knows I'm going to want to talk about, which is the US election. Yeah. In particular, yeah. the new Madam Vice President, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Um, I actually, for about three days, when did it happen? For about three days after it happened, I got a little bit teary about it because it's such a it's such a big deal if you have you seen the picture of all the previous vice presidents i could cry now I, yeah it's just white man after white man after white man after white man and That's it's like I what's that you she's uh, a woman she's not a white woman she wore trainers and very notably i actually saw on the when it was <clears throat> I wish I could remember what day it was. When it was finally called. Saturday. Yes, I just, uh, I'm, we switched it on. Somebody tweeted, or uh, was on Instagram. I think it was Dorno Porter who was like, oh my God, he's done it. And so I switched on CNN and there were two women newsreaders and they were like, actually, what's been really refreshing through the whole thing is that no one's been talking about what she's been wearing. Yeah. She, I mean, there were a few comments about the fact that she was in trainers, but there was nothing. Can we just put, pause a, pin, and just put a pin in there? Yeah. Just a second. Um, just to say, I really, I don't, I didn't really know anything about Joe Biden. I'm not really into politics at all. All I know that he looks like a really, he genuinely looks like a really lovely man. But whoever advised him to run down that platform stage on that night when he was accepting it, I just, I was just mm. like, Joe! Stop! You're gonna slip. Literally. Yeah. Do you know? Oh, do you know why he does that? Why? Because Donald Trump used to go, "Oh, he's so doddery. So old. He's so doddery. He's gonna die by the end of the election." Blah, 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 blah. And so I think that's made Joe Biden be a bit more peppy. <laughs> I was just like, um, "No, you're hip. You've just, you've just got in." I know. <laughs> we will wait. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is. 2020 is definitely the year that they could kill off the nice choice of president. <laughs> God, Easy. Um, so I was not only really excited about that, and I genuinely feel we have quite a few Americans living on the streets, so we did go and have a little socially distanced dance in the street. Um, with our, it was, and it was so nice, but I felt suddenly like a black cloud has been lifted. And it's such a nice feeling. And I know that uh, there's loads of people who are like, Joe Biden's just a puppet, blah, blah, blah. My thoughts, that just the thought of all those people in America who are going to not have to, well, they'll, you know, obviously there's going to be a Trump hangover, but <laughs> who won't have... I'm such a child. Yeah. Um, but also Kamala Harris. I just... But I purposely didn't text you because I, I was like, I, I couldn't work out if it. I was just being, I've been quite emotional anyway, but I, but I was just so emotional. And I thought if I text Chippy, 
it's just going to be all over rover and i so i just came down and walked into my kitchen yeah. i don't know if mike heard me or not but i was like Woo-hoo! the women are taking over so i just had a little moment and somebody said i think it was bruce springsteen here's where i get most of my news from but he was like there's no joy in the white house there's no music in the white house there's no art in the white house you know with donald trump there is no creativity it's just this horrible little orange man and his poor wife are they going to get a divorce is she going to leave him that's what i want to know somebody immediately as like a fun vacuum yeah and i feel like as soon as and obviously i get a lot of my stuff from instagram so it depends on what people are showing me but i didn't mean i've had to switch cnn off because salty much um but immediately everyone's like these are these are joe biden's two adopted you know uh, rescue dogs i know that again they're going to be the next dogs in the white house major's going to be the first rescue dog to live in the white house oh my god i'm gonna cry uh the first rescue dog to live in the white house it's just do you know what i mean it's just that sort of thing that it feels like a black cloud has lifted and if it feels like that for us in the uk and i know what i thought they did very well they handled very did you see the newsreader cry yeah oh i feel like everyone's been very fair saying you know so many people are celebrating so many people are happy and i've had my friends who live in new york send me videos of them leaning outside their windows and the honking and the cheering is amazing but they're like there are some people who are going to who lost mm. and they're going to feel very unhappy we found, we found out on the way back so it was saturday the only reason why i don't remember it was saturday is because it we were dry, tom and i were driving back from his operation oh yeah and i've literally just, his feet oh he's in so much pain anyway um we'd literally turn the radio on we'd been watching the news all day it was the only thing that was on. Yeah. And um, I just turned the radio on and he's sort of like still in and out of consciousness kind of thing. And, and he was like, Mom, am I tripping or has it been called? And I was like, I think it's been called. Like that. And we had to pull over <laughs> on the side of the road um, with his like feet. He's, he would lay on the back seat so he had to keep his feet up. And he was like, I can't believe it. And then he was having a conversation with him and he just passed out, like four fell asleep back into like... Thanks. I was listening to uh, radio this morning and it was the report has been brought out today by Ofsted. I'm pretty sure it has been brought out and they interviewed mm-hmm. lots of people in education settings to see how the lockdown had affected kids and the main takeaway was that a lot of kids have gone back to school and this is not rocket science right to me this was seemed quite obvious that this is going to happen a lot of kids have think gone back to school like not like have reaching their targets or might have gone like regressed in their skills and this is across all age ranges so like some kids have gone back to nursery who were who were toilet trained who are now back in nappies some kids are um using dummies other kids have forgotten how to hold a pencil and i just really wanted to talk about it because i really thought it was a really dangerous thing to be bringing or lumping more guilt onto parents at a time yeah you know where we just really could do without it 
So I just wanted to, I, we could talk about it, then it might make some other people feel better about it. <laughs> I think a key thing here is the word regression. So I, I think we need to make sure that everyone's expected to have, to not be up to the standard that they would be had they not broken up, had they not had that time out. It's, it's not being behind with where they should be. It's going backwards. Yeah. And I, I had, I definitely think I count as having a regressor. Okay. Um, and actually very nicely, uh, uh, someone in my team, her youngest son is in reception. Her eldest son is in reception. So she went through lockdown with two at home. Um, but, um, he's since started reception. He's got someone in his class has got it. So they're now at home for two weeks. And she sent me a message saying, um, did you, uh, did you have to do this? Did you, how many did you have to homeschool? And I said, I had to homeschool too. And she was like, you did this for six months. I just don't know how you did it. I've done three days. Um, and I was like, oh, that makes me feel quite validated because I sort of felt like, well, everyone's at home and everyone's got kids at home. You know, if you've got kids, everyone, but actually having to make them do the work is really hard and I think and Jim went from so Jim is was in reception he's now in year one same as Ben and Jim isn't that into writing he's very much his own man and so he went to nursery and he's the middle child so he went to nursery not being able to write a letter because he's the middle child I hadn't done anything with him at home I, his eldest brother is very uh, outgoing, quite academic. So, and then I had a baby. So I, he slipped through the gaps at home, definitely, in terms of what I could have been doing to him. I'm definitely doing more stuff with Jack now on the basis of what I've seen with Jim. But he loved school. So he went to reception. He went from not writing anything and being one of the only kids that really couldn't most kids can sort of write their name or do you know what I mean? They want to know, but he, he couldn't do anything to, by the time we got sent home being pretty, I mean, doing some words all in big square, you know, blah, 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 no, no spaces, but definitely trying to write some sentences and write sentences from books and stuff. He would not write for me during lockdown. I could not get him him to write anything we focused on reading because but he didn't like doing that either it was a real struggle but I could not get him to write anything and so he and it, it you know really upset me uh, he he went back basically not being able to write anything and uh I'd say now so how long have they been back a half term just over half term I'd say now he's just about getting back to where he was pre-lockdown, just about. I think he's still a couple of weeks off. But as soon as he's at school, he's writing on everything. He's literally writing on everything. My diary, anything that he can get his hands on, he's writing on. It's very much a school thing for him. Slightly competitive today. He was sad because he was like, my writing is, he didn't want to go to school. My writing's not as good as everyone else's. Um, it, my writing looks different to everyone else's is what he said 
and the teachers aren't worried because they're like he picks it up really quickly so he picks it up quickly before he'll pick it up quickly again but it is in- incredibly worrying because okay. yeah it is it is worrying and i feel very responsible but the, but the, but the thing is you you uh, we're all in the same boat and this is why i wanted to talk about it because the, the last thing i want to do is for someone to hear that report and go oh my god my child's gone back and that they this presenter has framed it in the way that that's because i was lazy and no I, and the I thing is food on I, the table. no you were trying to get food on the table i had ned and ned is not an independent he likes me to be there he, or he'll have a question so ned will be at the kitchen table doing his work i will be here trying to read with jim we have jack running around shouting it's not conducive to work anyway, but my main thing with my children has been and always has been if I want them to want to go to school. I want them to be happy at school. I think that a child who is happy at school probably takes in more. And I did not want to put Jim off. And I spoke to the headmistress about it. And she was like, if he's building Lego, that's fine motor skills. If you can get him to count a few Lego blocks. That's great sit and read with him read to him it doesn't matter readings like you know got the edge over writing so if that's what he's better at doing so luckily i i did have someone i could speak to about it but i still feel responsible i know that's on paper being a parent it is it is and i know that on paper and if you would if we if this was the reverse and we were having this conversation i'd be like lockdown was a nightmare having any kids at home i had a conversation with someone who doesn't have children who was like everyone had stuff going on during lockdown and she made me so frustrated about it because i was like i'm not saying that everyone didn't have stuff going on over lockdown at all some people have been through some horrendous stuff but the difference is when you have children you can't switch them off you can't put them in a cupboard you can't do you know what I mean you are at their beck and call and you are responsible for them 24-7. And trying to get any other aspect of your life done around their needs and their work and their need, you know what I mean, their demands I, I, is, is in, so impossible. But I think what's really important to note here is, I don't know if you've noticed this, I mean, we've spoken about this at length, about how people, this pandemic is... Um, really showing people's selfish attitude like innate as humans we are not naturally altruistic we are naturally yeah. out for ourselves right and our family so lockdown two has happened and it, it's it's not a level playing field so some people have been forced to shut down you know shop um, um, restaurants hairdressers beauticians like close contact services have been told to shut and i can see i can see where people where people who might not have children will go well, how come all the kids are still going to school? But, you know, I am literally not able to pay my rent this month. There's a massive disparity. And I yeah. think the report coming out today, it, it hopefully, I just, I just want to kind of turn it, shift the perspective a little bit and say, well, don't think this report has come out and it's gone how bad you've all been as parents and basically the UK has failed its kids. No, really, what it's doing is proving why it's really important that the kids should stay in school for as much as possible not because it enables you and i to carry on working because it enables them to continue their they need it but also it's not just you if you're listening to this and your child has regressed it's not just you it's happened to enough of us that there is a report on it 
they had I to do a having a moment at some point in the middle of the first lockdown going i might sign up for this i might sign up for this no <laughs> no. and how that was and a low homeschoolers laugh yeah uh, yeah i know my homeschool friends were like yeah it's fine but you're all having to do online schooling and we're just carrying on as normal yeah but, I, but I do feel like there's a big sense of unfair but also feel it in your industry you must see it in your oh. industry like looking around and I went into town today to have to get Tom has to get his dressings changed and I was like well nothing everything's open like it's like almost everything's open apart from Ryman's is open hairdressers yeah nail places you know because they're deemed close contact but they've obviously found they obviously learned their lessons from round one and have found loopholes but what I don't understand is Ryman's is open right so it's stationary I love stationery, as we know, um, but I wouldn't say it's it's necessary. Well, uh, it's, it's interesting because I was listening to a report on the radio yesterday where an independent carpet company, he sold and fitted carpets, phoned in and said, I have had to close, but the big carpet store around the corner, the carpet superstore is still open. And he said, and I went in and I asked them why. He said, no, we didn't do it in a confrontational way. And yeah. this is like, I'm giving you this information secondhand, so don't take this as read. But yeah. the, the, they basically said they, because they sold hard floor or they sold some product that basically fell into the category of builders merchants, yeah. that meant they could remain open because they were classed as an essential, because they could say they were a builders merchant and were supplying the trade. I, I, I've definitely noticed a pattern and I've also noticed a pattern on social media of more accounts posting about trying to go alcohol free or sober curious is like this new word isn't it like i'm sober curious and I, I think i want to go teetotal but i'm not quite sure don't want to commit but yeah i'm just like i just want to see like what it's like and i do think yeah when things are really pressured especially at this time of year um it's very easy to reach for the quick fix the quick numbing effect whether that's a whole bar of galaxy chocolate a whole bar of um, a whole tube of Pringles or, you know, necking a, a glass of Pinot with your head in the fridge at 4.30pm because you just, like, your head's going to pop off. Um, and I, I do worry, especially, yeah. I mean, I'm talking this from a female point of view, but I do worry, especially for women, that, especially women without support, they're turning to a crutch that will inevitably lead them to more problems. It's, yeah because the thing is even if it's something is you know eating a whole i ate a whole sharing bar of galaxy the other day um even that is not sustainable mm -hmm. you can't do that it's terrible for your innards it's the view that really matter don't like you eating a big bar of sharing galaxy every day even if it's a tube of pring and the thing is those sorts of things may work for a little bit but coming off them or going without them if you eat an entire bar of galaxy every day for two weeks the day that you don't have one is going to be miserable yeah and um, um and it's okay it's like when it is i was trying to, i'm trying to find a way of verbalizing it but it's okay if, you know in moderation as they say but if if you become reliant on it because it's quick and it's easy and it's there and you can grab it mm. 
it, it's an unhealthy the crop. thing that i really miss about i really miss being able to drink wine so basically since having jack i can't drink any wine um i never used to drink white wine anyway because it used to make me angry i can occasionally have a really pale rosé with loads of fizzy water in it um but it just makes me feel awful but i really miss a glass of wine in the evening as a demarcation point between parenting mm. and being myself that moment where you have a glass of wine and put your feet up the kids are in bed and i miss that and it's that I miss more than the drink. And I feel, I have the memory of feeling terrible enough that even on a Friday night when I'm like, oh, maybe I'll have a beer. I'm like, oh, but the feeling terrible isn't worth it. But it's that wish to have that thing where it's like, oh, it's like an inward relax, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, mentally like you're like, well, because your brain has created that pathway that as soon as you have whatever that quick fix is, whether it is chocolate, alcohol, a cigarette, whatever, it's like, oh, now we can relax. Yeah. Because you've created those pathways. So yeah. I think what would be really interesting in the Facebook group is after we put this podcast live, for people to share their ideas that are long-term solutions because if you can program your brain to relax, I mean, I know that cigarettes, alcohol, chocolate, they create a chemical reaction in the body that makes you feel good. But other things can too, but they take time to build that habit. I, I saw, I was walking the dog yesterday and I had Jack on a scooter, you know, three-year-old on a scooter is always great. They stop in every puddle and blah, blah, blah. And I saw this um, a couple of bits in the park that are fenced off and no dogs are allowed to go in there and so obviously I was always look at them enviously because I'm always in the dog bits and this woman was just sitting it was really misty and quite cool here yesterday and it, she was sitting in a stream of sunlight on a bench reading a book I was like oh god wish that I <laughs> as you do and then I was like she's just factored that in it could be her lunch break it could be, you know, she could be a key worker on a lunch break and that could be her thing. It could be, but whatever it is, she has factored that in. Mm -hmm. She's factored it in so she doesn't need that quick fix. In my head, she's gone to the park with a book to read the book on yeah. a bench. Yeah. And why shouldn't she? Exactly. It's a really nice thing to do, but we have made it so that we either have to be busy or sitting in a scroll hole is acceptable because holding your phone could be work. And that brings us, let's bring, let's bring us to a lovely 360. Did you read that letter that Joe Biden sent to his staff to say that if I ever find anybody working on an important yeah. day, yeah, oh my gosh. Angry. How amazing is yeah. that? It's okay. We don't have to. It's okay. It's okay to. And that was when he was vice president. If anyone needs to pick me up or if anyone is listening to this and doesn't really know much about Joe Biden, Go and look at the videos of Joe Biden and Obama. Have you seen them? Oh my God. Joe Biden and Obama being completely ridiculous. Like they made each other, they were obviously like besties. And it's just from when Obama was president and Biden was vice president and just them being really naturally funny, like just caught on camera being silly. And it's just 
it will make you understand what I mean when I say that I feel like there's been no joy in the White House. There's been no, all we've seen are those videos of, Mila, Mila, I can't say it, Melania, Melania mm -hmm. refusing to hold his hand. Do you know what I mean? We've seen those, but we haven't seen, and whereas if you go and look at Biden and Obama, they just have such a nice time. And I feel like he's bringing that back to the White House. And that is a huge deal to send that out. When you're a vice president and you don't know, you know, it's not about you when you're vice president, it's a little bit about you. But to send that out to your staff and just be like, if I, if I find that you are working on your nephew's bar mitzvah, you're in trouble. I'm going to be genuinely really angry. So I, I kind of, I know, I kind of feel like I already know what your positive of the week is going to be, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So what's your positive of the week theme, Jiffy? Bless is my positive. I'm, I mean, Biden as a whole, but I'm narrowing it down to the first woman to be vice president of the United States and to do it so classily. Because I think the thing is with Theresa May that was so disappointing was her dancing. She just, what's yours? Exactly the same. This is exactly never the same. Exactly the same. It's the same place to see. It's exactly the same. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same one. It's just brilliant. And I just really, really hope, I said to Mike last night, I really, really hope that Joe Biden isn't sat there going, oh my God, how am I going to live up to this? I can't live up to it. Everyone thinks I'm the big Also, I feel like we should have given a big shout out to the for, uh, future, what's she called? Flotus elect Flotus. uh doc, dr jill biden yeah who is incredible incredible I, I just if i my first act as Flotus would be to change yeah. the name Flotus because it sounds too much like floater it does so i'm like i don't want to be t sound like a floater thanks yeah but what would you change it to because it's first lady of the united states badass Badass babe. It's a badass babe for you know, yeah, number one. They call you a, a bab. The potus and the bab. <laughs> You'd be flotus. If if you were if if you were flotus, our main problem would be that Derek would be president of the United States. Well he seems to think he's got a good chance before when he went out <laughs> found the office. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> right, and on, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall speak to you all next week. Say bye bye, Chippy. Bye.